to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Sincata here talking about Tuesday night's Daily Fantasy Hoops and all the goings-on at DailyRoto.com. Remember, big NCAA contest going on at DailyRoto.com. That's right. You can head over to the forum. You can put in your pool, join the group, and whoever wins gets to take home a premium subscription from Drew Dinkmeyer and Mike Leone for the entire 2015 Major Baseball League season. That's right. We're getting close to the big day. 18 more days till we'll be kicking off Major League Baseball from a daily fantasy variety. And I am all fired up about it. I'm participating in a couple season-long leagues over the National Fantasy Baseball Championship. Of course, the NFBC. I've got my SiriusXM host league. Got drafts going on, but I'm starting to do some daily research. If time allows, I will talk about, at the end of this podcast, park factors. Because I believe that you need to get the information because things change over the years in Major League Baseball. All they do is put up a little structure or change something in a wind tunnel changes. You would be surprised at some of the parks that were the top-hitting parks and some of the parks that were the bottom-hitting parks in Major League Baseball. So make sure you do your research thoroughly before you get involved in Daily Fantasy Baseball. Or you can let Drew and Mike Leone do it for you at dailyroto.com and be part of the premium subscription or fill out a bracket and just win your way. I'll tell you what, I'm all fired up now to be part of the Fantasy Sports Network. You can catch it at fantasysportsnetwork.com. Every day, Monday through Friday, we will air this podcast on fantasysportsnetwork.com and get you ready for the night's action during basketball season, we'll get you ready for basketball. Baseball comes, we'll be there for you. Get ready for baseball, and we will always cover. And you say, hey, what is this fantasysportsnetwork.com? It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week of daily fantasy sports greatness. They cover everything you can imagine. Go to Pat Mayo over there. He's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, broadcasting some of the great information. It's on cable vision in New York City. It's carried throughout Canada. It's carried 40 million homes. Why aren't you there? If you're not there, you got to call your local cable provider, or you can go to fantasysportsnetwork.com and get a piece of the action. So it's an NBA night. What's the first thing we need to do? We need to figure out who are the guys that could be out of the lineup tonight. Who are the guys that I've got to wait for my email updates from Drew Dinkmeyer and Mike Leone to figure out who's playing, who's not playing? The Los Angeles Clippers, the guys in question, of course, Matt Barnes, uh, who's been dealing with a hamstring injury, and Jamal Crawford out with that calf. Both those guys are listed day-to-day, so we'll have to see how that one plays out. For the San Antonio Spurs, Manu Ginobili, of course, he's been out a little bit. And Aaron Baines, nothing there from a daily fantasy perspective. Mike Conley, again, got to watch the injury report, see how Conley, if he's ready to go. Not that we go running out of our way to get New York Knickerbockers in our lineup. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a guy that's uh, dealing with a wrist injury, so you'll have to stay tuned for that one. And we're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. It's not easy being a Buck. Not only do you have to worry about hunters running through the woods, trying to chase you down. How about trying to make the lottery 
and being a Milwaukee Buck. That's what you try to do and try to get this team back in the right direction. But they thought they were back in the right direction with Michael Carter-Williams. Uh, but Michael Carter-Williams is a guy that you'll have to watch, see if he's ready to go. He's starting to really put it together uh, since coming over from the Philadelphia 76ers. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, Gerard Bayless, an ankle injury as well. O.J. Mayo, hamstring. And Jared Dudley, a knee injury there. So you'll have a whole lot of Milwaukee Bucks uh, to stay tuned for and see how that will go out. In the world of the NBA... We've got none other than five games, a slow Tuesday night, but better than the two or three games that we used to play. And people always ask me, well, how many games do I need to play, Tony? How many games need to be out there? Now, five is not a great number, but it's not like a poor number. So on this type of night, I would probably play in one tournament, and I usually play in one fifty-fifty, and depending on the price you pay, uh, you can go at it there. You get a great overlapping in lineups when you're in these bigger tournaments. And a lot of times you'll 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 go in that, and one or two guys make the difference. I just like more of a variety in the field. So uh, my personal preference is I just go one lineup, and I go one uh, 50-50. Five games, though, isn't as bad as two or three. Uh, I might deviate a little bit there, but focus more on the 50-50. Get myself ready for Wednesday night, uh, big night in tournaments, and go at it that way. So that's what my suggestion would be. Uh, to lighten up, don't sit it out. Lighten up on the load on a Wednesday night. And, of course, uh, dailyroto.com, fire away at the chat room and ask people how many games you'll play. You'll get 20, 30 answers from people there and get a good, good, good feedback from the crowd over at dailyroto.com. The first game on the agenda, the San Antonio Spurs at the New York Knicks. Spurs are currently 16th in pace, and New York Knicks 28th. It's a 195.5 total, 13-point favorite San Antonio on the road. Things are that bad for New York Knickerbockers. You've got a team coming in a 13-point favorite on your home court. This is interesting, but I don't think we can exploit it. In the Spurs' last three contests, they have been the worst in the NBA at stopping opposing point guards. They are actually the fourth worst in the last ten games. But what Nick point guard are we going to jump over? Is, you know what I mean? There's nothing there. Now, if you want a guard that's playable on a small slate, Alexei Shred is a guy that you could go and take an opportunity from. This, this is a shooting guard on most of your daily fantasy sites. He's been all around the ball, and he's been playing really well. In this game, that could be up and down. He's a guy that could get minutes even in a blowout. Uh, so this is a situation he'd be a guy that would be an option. Then we have Memphis in Detroit going at it. No line on this game. Memphis number 26th in pace in the National Basketball Association. Uh, the Detroit Pistons at number 20. Now Detroit is the third worst team in the NBA at defending the center position in the last 10 games. So it sets up nice for Paul Gasol on back-to-back games, though. little concern. Gasol's been banged up a little. little concern, but still a great matchup. Also a great matchup for the big man, Zach Randolph. He's been banged up, so I got a good matchup. I'm probably going to stay away from Zach Randolph. In the next game of the evening, we have no total in this one as well. We have Milwaukee in New Orleans. If we look at pace, Milwaukee 14, New Orleans down at number 27. I'm going to just throw it out there right now. 
this night's going to come down to when you spend your money. What marquee player am I spending on? Well, will it be Anthony Davis or James Harden? Both electric matchups, and it's insane to think because James Harden has such a tasty matchup against the Orlando Magic, who seem to can't cover anyone. But the Magic slow it down, pace a little. James Harden gets Victor Oladipo against him. I love Anthony Davis as the guy you got a key on and the guy you come to town with against these Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, he is the guy that will be at the top of my options. I'll start it right there, and that's where I'll end it when it comes to Daily Fantasy. Then you look at Orlando and Houston. 202 total in this one. Orlando Magic at Houston. Orlando 18th in pace. And remember, since the coaching change, they have definitely slowed it down. Uh, so even though it's 18th in pace, I would say that number is not quite accurate. And you can slow that down there. But James Harden... Great, great matchup there. Something I'll be getting excited about. But as the Magic players go, I think that Victor Oladipo, if you're not going to pay the big money for James Harden, say you go Anthony Davis, he's got a great matchup against Harden, who just refuses to cover anybody. Uh, second worst shooting guard on a defensive end, a guy that improved his defense at the start of the year, uh, but had trouble <laughs> ever since then. So, uh, both these shooting guards in this matchup comes into play. Now, it also sets up for a monster game from the center position for Nikolai Vukovic. This is a guy that you look at. Houston, without Dwight Howard, can't defend centers, and you absolutely have to have him in your lineup at the center position. I mentioned Gasol earlier, uh, but if I, money isn't the issue and I can sneak these guys in and I find a couple of cheap flyers, absolutely am I going to go Nikolai Volkovic here uh, and throw him in against the Houston Rockets. Uh, Monte Hunis is going to be a guy in this game that could exploit uh, for you and be an opportunity to throw in your lineup with a short slate. And in five games, he comes into play. There is no way that you go ahead and you can absolutely throw that in in there, and Monte Hunis becomes a play in that one. And, of course, that's the big matchup of the night as far as point score. Orlando and Houston, 202 total in that one. And then the final game you're looking at is Charlotte and the L.A. Clippers. Now, Charlotte is number 20 in pace. The L.A. Clippers, number 10. Of course, Blake Griffin back in the Clippers uniform. We saw DeAndre Jordan disappear once Blake Griffin came back. It's the craziest thing. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is a guy you should not be playing in your lineup for weeks because you got to look at Daily Fantasy and how it works. So basically his price right now is set based on the games that Blake Griffin missed. So he's never going to put up the same number. He's never going to have the same usage rate. So you have to lay off him in this type of contest. And it's going to be for a couple weeks you're going to be laying off him because the price is not right. So you'll have to sit that out. So Gerald Henderson is a guy I like in this game. He's got a nice matchup against the shooting guard position for the L.A. Clippers, who's been absolutely struggling. I mean, these guys look like Roseanne Barr at a friend's reunion. That being said, I prefer Harden. I prefer Oladipo and 
Shred, Alexi Shred of the New York Knicks, is another guy that you could throw in there at a cheaper price. So with all that being said, i got to say he's a guy that you're going to stay away. From a Milwaukee standpoint, uh, we've talked about the Milwaukee-New Orleans game uh, earlier. The Greek freak steps into a nice matchup here. Uh, on a, a herald, and depending on what site where he'll be listed, he's listed at the small forward position. He comes into play in that one. Also, Trevor Reeser in the Houston Orlando game, small forward position. He becomes a viable option for you to use uh, in that game as well. As a small forward, when you don't have LeBron, you don't have Kevin Durant, it's always a struggle. And on a five game slate, definitely a struggle. Uh, so you could look at something there. Now, if Michael Conley is out, uh, we could also look at exploiting the Memphis point guard situation from a defensive uh, perspective and going with Reggie Jackson, not the guy with the bat, the guy with the ball who dribbles. And he plays great defense, which Reggie Jackson never played at all. Now, San Antonio in New York, when you look at that one, great matchup for the big man in San Antonio. Tim Duncan healthy, you'd get excited. Uh, if you wanted to go cheap, Tiago splitting, you'd get excited. But the problem is the 13-point spread. Uh, and playing the New York Knickerbockers, low total. It makes everyone irrelevant for me unless there's going to be an injury and somebody's going to get a starting opportunity that normally doesn't get that starting opportunity. So I look at that, and I'm staying away. Even Kawhi Leonard is a great matchup for him. He could dominate if he wants to. You just never know with that Spurs rotation how that will play out. So you got to hold up on that, and you got to take it easy there and I'll be a voyeur in that game. A voyeur. It's a great term. I've never used voyeur in a daily fantasy podcast before, but I just did it. I'm kind of excited about it. When we come back from break, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk a little daily fantasy baseball with you. I'm going to alert you to the park factors that I think that will surprise some people out there. So to make sure you do your homework and do your research, when we come back, we'll set you up. It's Tony Sicano. It's the Daily Roto Podcast, of course, broadcasted right here on the FantasySportsNetwork.com, DailyRoto.com, iTunes, Podbean. Pretty soon, we'll be in your car talking to you. I'm hoping I'm in your car right now. That's what it's all about. Instead of listening to that wacky FMDJ, you can listen to Daily Fantasy Sports. And here's a question I got for you. You can hit me up on Twitter at the Tony Sincata. I'm going to say it real slowly, so make sure you get this one. Are you a bird lover? This one will help you out if you're a bird lover. Or an English major. Either one of these, I think you should get the answer. Bird lovers, English majors probably have a better chance of getting this question. Is the cockatoo a bird or a request? Be right back.
Welcome back to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Sakata here, getting you ready for Monday's action. It's all gone and by. Now we're getting ready for Tuesday. We're getting ready for Major League Baseball 2015. And I'll tell you right now, there's going to be high scores in Daily Fantasy Basketball for Monday night that you're going to need to be successful I got a pretty good night going from score-wise, but uh, not cracking the money here. I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little off as uh, I got a 263 over at DraftKings right now, and I thought I'd be coming down the stretch here to cash in some tournaments, but it's not looking good here. And had big nights myself from, uh, of course, Russell Westbrook, owned by 41% of the population. He put up a 60. I went with John Wall, as we talked about on this podcast, 57 last night, where I did get hurt as Kyrie Irving with uh, Kevin Love out. Only came up 34 points as they were down uh, most of this night by over 20 points. And it ended up being a 106.92 total there. Anus Cantor was a guy that I thought would come up big, 37.75 uh, at DraftKings points there. Um, and we'll see how it finishes up. Tristan Thompson was also disappointing for me, uh, 17 points there. So the Cleveland game really, really uh, did, did some hurt to me. I didn't have LeBron James, uh, so we'll see how others play that, and we'll give an update to you on that. And, of course, we've got games going on as we're recording this on a Monday night. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about is to get you ready for daily fantasy baseball. And, of course, tomorrow, if you listen on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, you usually hear Nando DeFino and myself from 9 to 11 a.m. on the Fantasy Funhouse, the Fantasy Executive with me. Fantasy Executive and myself are drafting a team right now in the NFBC together, and I'm liking our team. We're going to be very successful. Uh, but Nando DeFino is sick. Lenny Melnick will be joining me on Tuesday, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11. And Mike Leone will be joining us at 10.30. And, of course, tomorrow night you'll have Ricky Sanders breaking down the big action with me for Wednesday's podcast as we get ready for a full slate of NBA games. So one of the things that I look at is the park factors. There's a lot of different ways to look at it. I mean, you can look at it by batting average. You can look at it by slugging percentage. And you can look at a run scored. What I did for tonight's purpose is home runs and looking for long-distance balls in ballparks. And the number one stadium was not Coors Field for home runs. It was actually Coors Field for runs scored. Uh, so don't think it's getting off the path. And Coors Field was actually number two. But for home runs, the number one stadium in Major League Baseball 2014 was Yankee Stadium. I don't think that that's much of a surprise. Uh, the top five were Yankee Stadium 1, Coors Field number 2, Rogers Center in Toronto, Canada. Toronto, Ontario, actually, uh, was number 3. The Great American Small Park, as I call it, aptly named, uh, was number 4. And Dodgers Stadium, number 5. That's crazy, and that's insane. Because you look at Dodgers Stadium as a ballpark, that's absolutely a great pitcher's ballpark. And if we flipped it over and we just used runs scored, it would be down in the 20s. But home runs, for whatever the reason, left Dodger Stadium last year. Like at six, is Citizens Bank Ballpark in Philadelphia. That's to be expected. Chase Field, number seven, absolutely to be expected. Now, some of the other surprises uh, that you look at is... U.S. Cellular Field, always a great hitter's ballpark. It was actually number 13 this year. 
Uh, so not one of the top ballparks in Chicago for the White Sox there. But another ballpark that's always been considered a pitcher's ballpark, and a lot of people thought that Phil Hughes would have huge success because he's going to this ballpark. Well, last year, Target Field plays at the 14th best ballpark for home runs in Major League Baseball. Now, one of the things that you look at is the mistake of your head. And for Arlington, Texas, Global Life Park in Arlington, last year was 17th best. Now, we always talk about how good of a hit his ballpark Texas is. It wasn't the case last year. In 2013, it wasn't the case. It was number 13. They put up a big structure behind home plate that had changed the wind dimensions of, of this ballpark. And for two years, it's been a problem. And they made those changes after 2012. I think it's going to hold true this year. And we'll look at this ballpark as, dare I say, pitcher-friendly in Texas. Uh, Wrigley Field, right? Everybody always talks about the band box of Wrigley Field. It's down at number 19 for home runs. Orioles Park at Camden Yards, always notoriously been one of the better hit of ballparks in Major League Baseball. Number 20 last season for home runs. Oakland Coliseum. Number 21, always been stout. Kauffman Stadium, number 22. I've been telling people for a long time, uh, all you Kenny Morales lovers, he's going to get chewed up, eaten out, and spit out in that ballpark. The ballpark just does not play great for power. In the history of the Kansas City Royals, Steve Balboni hit the most home runs, and it's either 32 or 35. Uh, I didn't write that little fact down. Uh, Petco Park, number 24. Uh, But this park, is one of the parks you guys all think is a great hitter's ballpark. Fenway Park is at number 27. That's right, number 27. used to be a small little ballpark that you would have trouble hitting home runs out of. Not anymore. Here's the thing. They built up this stadium. The same thing as in Texas. Big structure behind home plate about 10 years ago. Then in right field, they started adding uh, seating areas for tables and fine dining. Uh, then the Green Monster. You didn't have people over that before. Everything's changed at Fenway Park, and now Fenway Park has become one of the ballparks uh, that the ball doesn't leave. It doesn't hit home runs. So is Pablo Sandoval going to get eaten up and spit out because of Fenway Park here? Uh, The five toughest parks to hit home runs for all you pitcher-friendly people and you people that want to go out. And, of course, you go over to DailyRoto.com and you read Jonathan Bale's article on contrarian plays should they be feasible at as pitcher in daily fantasy baseball jonathan bales has a great article at dailyroto.com that will let you know how to attack being contrarian on pitcher i said on yesterday's podcast if you want to go back and take a listen uh, that i don't believe that you should go contrarian if you're going to just have a couple teams if you're going to play head to head or if you're going to play one or two teams in a tournament, absolutely no way. I use the example of laying off Clayton Kershaw for a guy like Henderson Alvarez, not known for his strikeouts. You don't do that. But if you have 20 teams or 25 teams and you spread out across, I could see taking a shot or two with guys like that. Uh, so jump over to DailyRoto.com and make sure you check out Jonathan Bale's article on that situation. Uh NBA action, we had you covered there. And, of course, you can go to dailyroto.com and make sure you get all the premium information from 
our guy, Drew Dinkmeyer and Mike Leone, and get your plays uh, ready to go for a slate of only five games in action. Uh, tonight was another double-double for Russell Westbrook. He delivered 60 fantasy points for fantasy owners. And Kevin Durant just a week away. Uh, Dwight Howard is actually two weeks away. That'll change the scoring dynamics of two of the hottest players in daily fantasy. James Harden's numbers have to come down once Dwight Howard comes back. You know Kevin Durant will put a hurting into Russell Westbrook's numbers. And those two guys could end up being just like DeAndre Jordan as far as guys you can't play for a couple weeks until the price changes and the prices reflect their now found usage rates with marquee and star players back in the lineup. That is the world of daily fantasy. That's how it works. When a guy's out of the lineup, you get a break for a couple weeks. When a guy comes back, then you just got to stay away from that player that benefited or players that benefited while they were out and things normalized. Those are the trends you have to watch. Those are the trends you have to be attuned to, and we'll make sure you get the mentions and you know what's going on right here at DailyRoto.com. And we make sure you tune in tomorrow morning, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Mike Leone will be joining Lenny Melnick and myself at 1030 to break down the big action from Mike's point of view and get you ready uh, for a big night, of course, in Daily Fantasy. If you guys are all fired up about the NCAA tournament, I will be attending the tournament in Jacksonville, Florida. I'll be going to the games on Thursday. Uh, if you're in the area, hit me up on Twitter, at the Tony Sincana, and maybe we can uh, share a Harvard flag together. That's right. Howard flag together. Remember, on Twitter, uh, my answer, my tough, tough question of the day for you guys. And, of course, if you're a bird lover or an English major, you might be able to figure this one out. Is the cockatoo a bird or a request? Tough question there. I think you can hit it out of the park. I'm looking forward to your responses on Twitter. I want to thank the Fantasy Sports Network for taking care of daily fantasy sports. Of course, you can listen to Pat Mayo all the Every week, he gets the big golf matchups, right? He has a podcast. He has video. He has articles every single weekend. Daily Fantasy Golf is all the rage. I play it. I love it. I've only won once. It wasn't a very good win either. It was terrible. So I don't get frustrated. I just keep the dollars low, manage my bankroll, handle it like a sport, like I have no idea what the heck's going on, and I try to peak in April over at DraftKings and win a million dollars. What would be better than a guy that knows nothing about golf winning a million dollars? It'd be kind of like John Daly winning the Masters, I think. That's exactly how it's going to go down. And I want to be John Daly. And I want to win over at DraftKings Masters weekend. I'll wear John Daly's clothes. I'll go to Hooters. I'll do whatever it takes. Tomorrow night, Ricky Sanders will be joining me as we break down a big action, a big slate in the fantasy basketball for a Wednesday night. Good luck with the small slate. And, of course, make sure you check out DailyRoto.com. Tony Sincata, we're going to go. We're going to get ready. And maybe we'll get on our knees and pray for a little luck down the stretch here as we're trying to hang in there on a t Tuesday night. And I'm saying, man, what the heck? My team's putting up points, but I'm not making hay into the payday. I want a payday. I want a payday. You guys want a payday? Go to DailyRoto.com. We'll all get paid together. Yeah.